Welcome to another episode of For the Health of It. We have a very special guest today with us. We have Derek Whitfield, a very good friend of mine from my hometown, Biloxi, Mississippi. Derek, go ahead and introduce yourself. Good morning, man. Appreciate you having me on this evening. Uh, like you said, my name is Derek Whitfield. Uh, born and raised in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, reside now in Atlanta, Georgia. Guess um, uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a graduate of Biloxi High School in 2011. Uh, played high school football uh, and high school baseball. Okay. Um, once I uh, graduated from Biloxi, went to uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College on a baseball scholarship there. Uh, played two years of baseball uh, in Perkinston, Mississippi. Corey, uh, you went there too, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. Uh... Yeah, so you, 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 know, you know about the... the great city of uh, Perk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Perk is the great. Hey, if it was a, a four-year school, I definitely would still be there. Man, you <laughs> <laughs> Definitely would still be there. Yeah, I understand that, man. Perk, would, Perk yeah, is I'm definitely a, a good Perk. time, man. Uh, went to Perk in two years. Uh, enjoyed myself, man. Had a great time there. Uh, left Perk. Went and finished uh, finished up school and baseball at Loyola University in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, once I finished there at Loyola in New Orleans, came back home to Biloxi, Mississippi, and that's when I uh, got into umpiring baseball. Uh, fall of 2015 was my first year of uh, umpiring baseball. I uh, didn't really know uh, what I wanted to get into once I got back home, uh, but one thing I did know is that I wanted to continue being on the baseball field. I uh, wasn't quite sure how I wanted to do that. Uh, wasn't sure if I wanted to be a coach because, um, you know, you got to tell uh, Sally and Jim that little Bob isn't good enough to play. So you right, got to do right. things of that nature. <laughs> but, uh, so I had somebody approach me by the name of uh, name Terrence Mobley. He is a SEC and ACC umpire. He's uh, from Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, Terrence Mobley uh, came up to me and uh, asked me, hey, man, how would you think about uh, umpiring baseball? Uh, never really thought about it growing up. Uh, wasn't anything that I ever looked, looked to doing. But once he brought that to my attention, I uh, began focusing on that side of baseball. Uh, began as I would watch baseball games, I would start looking at umpires and seeing how they would work. Uh, talking to other guys who were umpires. Um, and a guy by the name Barry Lyons, who is a former World Series uh, champion for the New York Mets. For the uh, Mets. Also from the hometown. Yep. Oh, yeah. Gave me, uh, gave me my first opportunity in his high school fall wooden bat league. Uh, so I remember my first day I umpired a baseball game. I walked out there in black gym shorts and a navy blue umpiring shirt that I just bought 10 minutes before at Academy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so that's how I got into it. Uh, that was my first game. Uh, I knew as soon as I walked off that field that day that umpiring was going to be something that I was going to be into for sure. Okay. Um, so that following year, uh, trying to make the story a little quick, I uh, got right into high school baseball as far as umpiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent, uh, my first year was the uh, season of 2016, um, I was fortunate enough uh, to be given a state championship game that year, so I had a four okay. state championship game in Jackson, uh, and that's when my career quickly shot off. 
16, I came to Atlanta for two months and worked for an organization called Up Nation uh-huh. uh, with Perfect Game USA. Okay. Uh, and then uh, once I did that, I was uh, blessed enough to receive a scholarship to pro umpire school. A lot of people don't know this, but they see professional, uh, they see MLB umpires, they see minor league umpires, and they wonder how did they get to that level. Right. Well, um, what you would do, uh, there's two umpire schools, Vera Beach, Florida, and there's also another one in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Uh, you go there for four weeks, you, uh, you train, you learn, you uh, read the rule book from the first word to the last word in the rule book. You go over certain scenarios, certain situations, and uh, they pick guys from, uh, from that school to go on to the next level. Uh, went to Pro Empire School uh, January 2017, uh, and after school, they sent me to the American Association of Professional Baseball League. Okay. Uh, was, was blessed enough uh, year of 2017 to call a full year of professional baseball. Uh, you know, something very fun. Uh, definitely molded me into the umpire I am today. Uh, being able to uh, call games for guys who have been in Major League Baseball, um, dealing with those type of situations, and uh, also you know calling games in front of 10,000 people is something that. You know, you'll never forget it. Oh, man, that's what's up. Uh, so, uh, once I uh, did that, 2018, 2019, I got into college baseball. Okay. Uh, I now I now do Division One, Division Two, NA, and NAIA baseball. Um, on top of that, I've also dabbed into the business side of umpiring things. Uh, I am the director of baseball logistics for a company called United Travel Umpires. Uh, United Umpires is an organization that covers travel baseball across the U.S. We also assign umpires for uh, college baseball. Uh, we have two Division One conferences that we assign umpires to, uh, along with uh, junior college and Division Two. Uh, so, hopefully, uh, this virus that we're going through gets uh, gets out of here soon because uh, summer baseball is a very busy time for myself as. I assign probably about 
I was like, man, y'all are just alike, dude. But uh, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, they were, uh, so let's see, when Greg was uh, ninth grade, uh, Marcus was a senior in, uh, in high school. So okay. I know, uh, let's see, so you guys graduated, you graduated in 06, huh? I graduated 07. Greg was a year higher than 07. me. 07. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Greg was 06. So uh, Marcus would have been 02. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, let me ask you this, man. Uh, your brother, for sure. I knew Greg played baseball. Uh, did Marcus also play baseball? Marcus also did. Uh, we're we're a big baseball family. It's kind of weird because uh, my neither of my parents play baseball. That so was my next question. Marcus, okay. Yeah, neither of my parents play baseball. My dad actually hates baseball. Wow. <laughs> I uh, don't really know how we got into it. It was something that we all just, uh, I mean, really started with Marcus. I mean, he was the first one. He got into it, and then Greg got into it, and next thing you know, I was born, and I was two years old playing on Greg's team, and nobody even knew my age. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everybody went on to play baseball. Marcus uh, played high school baseball, also college baseball, and also coached in college, and, uh, for a three years there, he was the head baseball coach at Pasco Shan High School. Right, right. Um, Greg went on to, uh, Greg holds 10 out of 12 offensive records at Biloxi High. Dang. So Greg is somebody who will one day go into history uh, in the Sports Hall of Fame at Biloxi High. Uh, he went on to play four years of Division One baseball at Southern University in Baton Rouge, where he won a SWAC championship in 2009. Wow, Greg! I, I definitely remember one thing about Greg, man. My my junior year, his senior year, he came out for uh, football. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know how this made y'all feel at your church, man, because I didn't really think about it at the time. But he was competing against a church member of yours, Tony Spears, and they were both, you know, trying to compete for that starting quarterback spot. Uh, you know, history later on we would say, you know, Tony won it, but. Greg definitely was a great, great athlete, man. Great baseball guy, also. That I did not know that he owns ten out of twelve of the offensive records at Biloxi High. What records do he hold? Uh, so off the top of my head, that I do know, I know Greg is the number one. Uh, he's number one in most uh, doubles in a single season. Mm-hmm. He's number one in doubles in a career. Mm-hmm. He's number one in triples in a season. He got triples in a career as well. Uh, he holds the highest batting average in the season, which he finished his senior year hitting, I believe it was 485 his senior year. Um, he also holds the stolen, uh, second on the stolen base record. Okay. Um, let's see what else does Greg have. Um, I know he is tied at number one with the most home runs in a single season as well. Wow. So those are the ones I know off the top of my head. Wow, Greg is a true athlete, man. True uh, athlete. Uh, that, 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 that's one person that I've always said that I, I do not see how he did not make it to uh, to professional baseball. Right. <laughs> that that dude is a goat right there, man. Considering yeah. some of the people we had come through Biloxi High playing baseball, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, you oh, know, yeah. Just to run off of quick names, B.A. and... Uh, the LeBlanc brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. Jake LeBlanc, Shane LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, man, we, we had a lot of good guys back Definitely. in the day, man. Chris Hartfield. Uh, uh, Hartman Buchanan. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hartman Buchanan, Craig Wilson, Jordan Mata. Yeah, we, we've had some good guys come through the lucky when oh, it comes yeah. to baseball. 
Oh yeah. So uh, I, I love the family history, man. Uh, what I know, I know. Marcus right now is currently working in insurance. Greg, I, I'm not too sure what Greg is doing, man. He's, I know he's uh, I know he moved over to the clergy side, but he also does something else. Uh, does he still yeah, work for so, the county? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, right. Marcus is a life insurance agent and investment uh, agent with uh, Prime America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they're working in Proud of y'all, man. Black, black, uh, black excellence, man. I love yeah, it. We gotta go get it. Man. We gotta it. go get it. That, that, that's gonna be given to us, bro. We that, gotta go get it. That is very true, man. So let's talk about uh, your college career, man. How did you get recruited to go to Gulf Coast, at Perk, and what position were you playing? Uh, so my my recruiting uh, story is pretty uh, pretty funny. Uh, after football season, my senior year, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I was uh, I was you know heavy in the football. Football was what I thought I wanted. Right. Uh, my offensive line coach, Coach Van Arsdale. I want to give him a big shout out. Man, he's a big part of my high school. Uh, you know, my high school days. Coach Van Arsdale. Um, he was a former coach at Mars Hill University and Lenore Ryan University. Okay. Both D two schools in uh, in North Carolina. Um, he got a recruiting visit set up for me. So after football, I uh, I flew to North Carolina, went to two schools uh, for football, and I uh, came back home. And I was all you know football this football that. I, I was big. I was wanting to go to football. I was wanting to play football in college. So I originally committed to Morris Hill University. Okay. Um, did not sign yet, but I did commit to them. Uh, my senior year of baseball, <laughs> I uh, had a very good senior year. Uh, hit three eighty five. My senior year of baseball, wow. um, six, six home runs, twenty uh, plus RBI. Had a very very good year. We won district uh, my senior year. So um, after that, uh, you know, my, my name kind of I was already on the scene when it came to baseball. But when I had a very good senior year, uh, people started calling. Right. Um, with the situation that I was in, uh, some of most people know the with my father not being there, my mother passing when I was young. Right. Um, you know, I I wanted to go ahead and just stay close to home. I wanted to go to something that, that I was going to be comfortable with. I knew if I went to Gulf Coast Community College, one, I mean, we all can joke about it. It is the thirteenth grade. Right. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you know, every everybody from the Gulf Coast will be there. Uh, I'm only a 45 minute ride away from home if anything were to happen. Exactly. And uh, and, and my, my ultimate love when it came to sports was in baseball. Okay. So uh, Gary Roth, the head coach at the time of Gulf Coast, uh, he called me one day. Uh, I was sitting out on the porch and he asked me, he said, how would you like to be a Bulldog? And that's how I became uh, a Gulf Coast Bulldog man. Okay. All right, man. Uh Gary Roth was actually when I was at Gulf Coast my first uh, my second year 
he was actually the assistant baseball coach. He was the pitching coach. He had just got back from I got Japan, you. I believe. Yeah, I yeah, he was uh he was a pretty good guy, man. I, I appreciate Coach Roth and uh well I don't know if you know Coach Ferris, but his his dad, oh, his yeah. dad Coach oh, Ferris yeah. is a good guy also, man. So shout oh, out to yeah. both of those guys. Go both of those guys, man. They were they were really good, man. Uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Coach Ferris is now the uh, assistant baseball coach at Tennessee Tech University. I did not know that. I'm gonna have to reach out to Coach yeah. Ferris. Last time I heard yeah. from him, he was uh coaching at Diarbville High School uh, that mm-hmm. was, man, shoot, that yeah, was so he, uh, three years ago. He was at What's up, man? He definitely, uh, he definitely deserves that, man. Coach Ferris, he he helped me out my sophomore year at Gulf Coast, man. I I was a trainer there my first year, and when I, when I first became a trainer, it was after football season. Uh, Danny, were put you me, there with Danny? Yes, Danny, Danny put yep. me over there with uh, baseball and kept me away from bas- basketball. I really wanted to be with basketball, but he was like, "We'll put you with baseball." So you know, I got with baseball that year. We had a good year, man. Uh, all those sophomores, I remember all those guys on the team, man. The Richard Atwoods, Bubba, oh, yeah. James oh, McCarty. Yeah, yeah, man. They, 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 they were some good guys on that team. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then that next year comes around, and, you know, I'm helping the team. I'm out there every day at practice, you know, as every student trainer is supposed to be. And Coach Ferris reaches out to me. He was like, hey, you know, man, if you if you need anything, let me know. You're out here with this team every day, and you're 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 doing doing managerial work as long as doing as as well as doing your uh your trainer duties, man. So I was actually short a couple dollars uh financially as far as scholarships, and he was like, "Don't worry about it." And he actually gave me the other scholarship to be the baseball manager with Bill Walsh. So I was like, "Man, that's that's cool, man. I definitely appreciate Coach Ferris for that." They always look out for people, that's for sure. Definitely, man. So, all right, so let's, you wrapped up, or you got the perk, right, with Coach Roth. Mm-hmm. What what position were you playing, you said? Uh, first place, first place. Okay, all right. Uh, did y'all win any division titles or any state titles or make any tournaments while you were there? Uh, both years we made it to the state tournament. Okay. Uh, Talk about a tough squad, dude. Oh man, I mean, LSU oh my is God. full of D one kickbacks. All these guys end up going to either LSU or any other Last chance, you, <laughs> LSU, man. 
LSU units, dude, they had some great players on their team. And I don't know if you ever played this team, man, but uh, when I was there, we used to play Pensacola, I think. Pensacola Junior College. Dude, oh, my God. They had some Dominicans or something like that on their team, bro. I, I don't know, you know, what nationality they were. I'm trying to be politically correct, but those brothers could <laughs> smack the ball, dude. Those yeah, guys took us uh, yards. You got to be on those business with guys that don't speak the same language yet. You know they're good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> those guys could play, bro. Like, those those were the two teams I always hate, hated to see. LSUE. And, and Pensacola Junior College, man. I hated seeing both of those squads. And we always had to go to their place. Yes, always. <laughs> always. Did y'all ever beat LSUE? Uh, we did. We actually, my, my freshman year. My okay. freshman year was, man, we, we were really good my freshman year at Gulf Coast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we uh, we beat, uh, we actually swept in the series we had in there. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, I remember my first year, we did not beat them. Then my second year, we did. And I was I was stoked about that, man. They, I, I couldn't stand LSUE, man. We, you would ride over there. Oh, my goodness. It was a horrible ride over there. Horrible ride. Tell you what, boy. Tell you what. They would feed you some good occasion food after yes, the game over there. Yes, that, that they would. That they would. Did y'all ever play uh, Baton Rouge Community College? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we played them Okay, okay, good to see they still keeping the same rotation going on. Now, uh, oh, next yeah. question is, Did was the new stadium built when you were there? The new stadium was not built yet. They uh, they played, so I left in 2000, 2013 was my last year. The new stadium was built and was done in 2015. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but that new, the new, uh, Fieldhouse, the new Fieldhouse was built for y'all, though, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. we did, we did have the new Fieldhouse. Okay. Um, yeah, that that was uh, man, a great tool. That was a great recruiting tool for sure. I mean, not a lot of at the time, the JUCOs were starting to get hitting facilities, mm-hmm. but not everybody had a very nice hitting facility. So right. that that was something very good. I mean, it was six cages inside along with our locker room. So we had we all all players had access. 24 hours throughout the day, so very good tool for us to go and get some extra work in. Yeah, man, I love the facilities, dude. Uh, it, it always seems like it's after you when people get the nice stuff, but you also got to remember that the nice stuff was built because of you, too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 100%. I mean, the, the guys who were there before, you know, definitely, definitely. Uh, shout out those guys. Those guys paved the way for us. Definitely, man. So, you never played football at Gulf Coast, correct? That, that sounds familiar, man. It sounds like my story, too. <laughs> it definitely sounds like my story, man. At yeah, Gulfport. Yeah, a couple people have, 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 have gone through that before. Man. That but, was my last football game. Well, let me ask you this, man. Did it end as tragically and as big as a heartbreak as it was as mine? Mine came down to the wire. The wire. The last, it, it really and truly, it wasn't the last play of the game, but we the Gulfport's last drive, ball goes in the air. I'm not gonna say anybody's name. 
but the guy gives up the big touchdown, and it's over with. We lose the game. Uh, our offense goes back out there. I'm pretty sure our offense goes back out there, and it's basically over after that. We we, we couldn't move the ball. We was deep in our own field. Game was over. Yeah, so I, many, many Biloxians know that story and know the feeling of losing the Gulfport the senior year. Yes, that is true. That is very true, man. So let me ask you this, Derek. Uh, what? Give me some interesting stories about umpiring. Your most interesting story you have. You said you were at the play ump. Uh, is the play ump the head guy for the game? So it, it, um, in this certain situation, we uh, we were a three man crew. We were together all season, traveled around in uh, Chevy Equinox, uh, stayed you know hotel together, traveled eleven thousand miles in four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much the way it worked. Uh, one guy is designated to be the crew chief on the crew. Okay. Uh, that that crew chief handles that crew chief steps up and handles any situation that happens as far as rule interpretation or anything like that. For the most part, all umpires are, you know, they 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 run the game, but then you have that crew chief who is like the head captain of that crew. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now my next question is, Derek, what's up with the dip, man? Why why do so many baseball players dip or uh, chew? That is a great question. Uh, Because I myself, I'm a guy that does it, but I only do it during baseball season. Uh, It's just, it's it's something that's with the game of baseball, man. I I don't know what it is. Anytime that I walk walk out onto a baseball field and I smell that grass and that dirt, 
man, I got to throw me a lift, man. I don't know why, but I just have to. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's, uh, it's something that's just man, it's been a part of the game. Uh, and, you know, guys, you're not supposed to do it, uh, especially players. You're not supposed to do it during the game or now, but it's just one of them, you know, rules guys kind of try to make it out to it. So. Okay. So let me ask you this. You ever threw somebody out for uh, dipping? Okay. No, I have not. Okay. You go hold that in your back pocket. Have have a Yeah, and, and, unless, uh, unless, unless if he's uh if he's twelve years old or something. Right, I'm right, right. right. Uh, yeah. It, okay. As long as he's close to being of age, I might warn him, I might tell him, Hey, you need to go take it out but that, that's something that I'm I got a lot more other things to worry about during the game than somebody gotcha. having tobacco in their mouth. <laughs> I understand that, I understand that. My next question, man, have you ever been up to Cape Cod? Cape Cod, I have not. Uh, Cape Cod is very known for a uh, summer collegiate league. Um, I have not been there, though, but it's definitely some uh, place that I hope to go to one day. Okay. Now, uh, I know Coach Ferris, you know, we brought him up mm-hmm. earlier. He uh, used to go up there, I think, yearly. I don't know if he still does or not, but I really wanted to get up there with him a couple of times, man, and we just never could really connect. But I, at least if I don't go up there to work, I'm going to go up there one summer just to watch a week of games, bro, cause, and enjoy some of that Boston crab, too, or Boston lobster. That's what's up there. Man, bro, I know it's got to be good up there. Oh, man, Massachusetts, man. That's the area for it, baby. Man. All right, let me ask you this, Derek. Can I ask you about the Astros? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so for those that don't know, the Astros won – is it two out of the last three World Series? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And then this past season, they were caught cheating. Uh, and baseball, correct me if I'm wrong, but baseball did not strip them of the title. They did not. And they punished the coach, I believe, but not all the players. That is correct. Okay. And I shouldn't say coach. I should say manager. But, manager, yeah. Uh, what is your opinion on the cheating scandal in the Astros organization? Um, so mine is uh, cheating. Uh, do people cheat in baseball? Yes. Do people cheat in sports? Yes, it does happen. Do people use technology to cheat? No. Uh, there's there's one thing when you're looking at a coach give signals. But everybody can see him give signals. So there's one thing for you to look at that coach and you're able to tip off his signals. You're able to pick up his uh, his cadence or whatnot that right. he's giving. That's, more that, like, that, that, that's one thing. That's more like gamesmanship, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. that that's one thing. But now taking the center field camera and zooming all the way in, seeing what the catcher is giving, and then beating on a trash can in the dugout to let your hitter know what is coming, and also wearing electronic buzzers that buzz you to let you know which pitch is coming. Oh, wow. that's that's that that's going too far to uh, when it comes to cheating of the game. Right. Um, being stripped of the title. Do you do that? I I necessarily don't see a need to strip the title because if you strip it, what good does it do? Right. I mean, every everybody are there's already an asterisk by that year. Of, of you know them cheating, but they won it. So everybody knows that it happened. You know, it's all you know the, the Astros won, but this happened. Yeah, we all know the Astros won, but this happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think stripping the title was going to do any significance or anything to uh, 
punish them. But uh, I do believe players uh, that were a part of it uh, should be punished. Um, I'm talking, you know, 60 to 80 games uh, suspension. Right, right. right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it turns out to be at least half a season. Uh, but, you know, kind of is what it is right now. Right. Oh, and then the other ramifications of it, man, when you think about it, is the team that loses or the teams that have lost to them in the prior seasons. You know, if they're doing all this cheating, man, and what happens is the team that loses, they'll they'll turn over, you know. Guys will move on. They won't get contract with that team. The managers will be fired and all this other stuff. And... That's why I'm like, man, some some kind of stiffer punishment should happen. Do I know what that punishment is? No, but I would like to see if something a little more, you know, but like you said, if they miss half the season uh, due to a suspension, not this COVID-19, that, that would be acceptable to me. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's also, uh, there is a picture, I don't know the name on top of my head, but there was a series uh, late this season. Mm-hmm. The regular season with the Astros, that this guy gave up a walk off home run. Right. Uh, this this pitcher then the next day he was uh, he was called down to Triple A because of that, and then he ended up getting released. So now this guy has lost he has lost his job because the Astros were cheating. Right. So you know you you have to take into that consideration. Now the Astros are the Astros have messed up with this guy's way of putting money on the table for his family by cheating. Exactly. And then another thing I saw was uh that they played the Dodgers this past season, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Dodgers were like one of the most prolific teams as far as pitching going into the uh, World Series. And then <laughs> then the World Series comes and they like they wet the bed or lay an egg or however you want to say it. And I didn't notice, but I'm like when you look at their numbers going into it, they're they're off the charts, great. And then they play to get play against the Astros, and it's like not knowing what you know. It's like, well, the the Dodgers again wet the bed, don't live up to the big contracts, this, this, and that. And now you look at it, and it's like, well, maybe they didn't. <laughs> they were cheated. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like you said for the, for the rest of the remainder of the you know years to come, man. It's always gonna be an asterisk by last year right. for sure. Okay. All right, Derek. So let me ask you uh, a couple more questions before we wrap it up, man. You know, with with everything, all sports being suspended right now, uh, you get these lists coming out. So I want I want your list of top five, top ten. You can do your favorite or the best of all time players in uh, MLB history. MLB top five. Huh, let's Captain. Um, from from the offensively to defensively, I mean, he, he was there on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, number four, 
I'm a fool, I'm gonna have to, uh, oh man, this is getting tough. There's so many of them out there. <laughs> uh, number four, we're gonna go with Ken Griffey. Okay, the kid. Ken Griffey, the, 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 the sweetest swing in baseball ever. Okay. Sweetest swing in baseball ever. And number five, we're gonna go with Ricky Henderson. Ricky Ooh. Henderson, I'm gonna throw it back a little bit. Okay. So he, uh, and Ricky's still in all those bases. He, uh, he really brought a new level to the game of baseball with being scrappy. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he was a slap gunner. He also knew how to hit balls in the gap. Right. Most importantly, he knew how to mess with guys in their heads by by uh, by his speed. He got guys always, you know, he pitchers would uh, always have to focus on him on the bases, take their uh, mind off the hitters. Now all of a sudden, pitcher gives up a bomb. Now people may think that hitter did something great, but really. Ricky Henderson over at first baseman messing with him in his head, and I took him off. Right. So, you know, he, he, he was somebody that was a great factor to the game of baseball. Okay. Hey, man, you, you brought up something just now about Ricky Henderson and his base stealing. Uh, man, I can't remember the t- school. It had to be Pearl River. I'm pretty sure it was Pearl River. This guy had the sweetest pickoff move I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, you you wouldn't even know he's doing it. Like it it, 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 it was like he kept his body facing the plate, but the ball went to first base. <laughs> I don't know how he did you it. He, he did it like you twice. Got some good ones out there that can do it oh really my quick. God, you got dude. Some good ones out there. That's that's how I'm pretty sure that's how our my freshman year or sophomore year. I can't remember which year it was, but that's how that year ended because. He picked the guy off him first. The guy, you know, the guy was off the base. You know, nobody stands on first base. That's nobody ever stands on first base. But this guy, he picks him off, and <laughs> the ball gets there. And everybody's like, "Huh?" And the guy's, just, I think it was a bigger guy, so he was like, "Uh." So he tried to move and ends up getting tagged. That was the third out. Our season ended. Uh, I'm sorry, but that just popped in my head, and I had to bring that up. Whoever that guy was at Pearl River. I hated that guy, dude. That that killed me. Uh, but back to Major League Baseball, man. I need to get get your opinion on a couple more things before we call it uh, call it a day. Barry Bonds in the steroids era. What is your opinion uh, opinion on Barry Bonds in that era of baseball? Uh, should he be in the Hall of Fame? I know that's a big question that everybody asks, and you know, a lot of people are back and forth on it. The way I look at it. Uh, yeah, I do think eventually he should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, steroids, when it comes to that, um, steroids do not help you hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Mm-hmm. Steroids do not help you hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, steroids does not help your hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Steroids is something that, that helps you come back from injuries uh, faster, uh, and it definitely gets you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the steroid case, Barry Bonds was already an all-star player. And a Hall of Famer, to be honest. And a Hall of Famer already, yes, he was. Uh, So, I mean, I... I, Yeah, he cheated. I mean, it it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to that, I I don't look at that cheating as something you can compare to the Astros. But, yeah, the the man did still have to go out there and hit the ball every day. The man still had to go out there and run bases every day. He still had to go track down fly balls. He still had to throw the ball in from the outfield. So... I uh and, and I was a Barry Bonds fan growing up, right? So you know, I, 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 as kids, we like to see that guy hit the long ball, right? So, right. 
And the difference, man, the difference with that is it was so institutionalized that going around Barry, and he wasn't getting, I would say he wasn't getting his credit that he needed at the time because the summer of 98, uh, when Sammy and McGuire were chasing the home run record, I think Barry made a career accomplishment of reaching 400 stolen bases and 400, uh, yep, 400 home runs. And yep. he was relegated to a small print in a magazine or a newspaper, so... I mean, when you have possibly the greatest of all time, and he didn't get that kind of recognition, it's fair to say I, I can't blame him from going out there and trying to get that shine. Yeah, no, man. It's, uh, everybody got to go get it somewhere or another. Some people just choose a different path. Yeah, I don't blame him for it, but, you know. So, let me ask you this. Does, yep. does Barry rank in your top ten? For sure. He's number six. He's not outside Okay. Okay. Uh, last question before I get up out of here, Derek. You mentioned Jackie Robinson, man. Broke the color barrier for us. Uh, what do you feel can be done to get more black athletes in the inner city to play baseball or just more black athletes, black af- uh, black players in baseball in general? Uh, great question. Uh, it, it all starts with the parents. It all starts with, with, uh, with the older people. Uh, we have to show the gates to the younger guys. We have to show it to them, and we have to implement it. In them. We got to continue keeping them in. Uh, get kids outside. To me, kids are staying inside nowadays. It's just they they want to do a sport that requires them to be inside. They're not too crazy about going outside. Get kids outside. Get them implemented into the game. Teach them about the history of the game. Teach them about the people that laid the path before them along the way. Uh, I mean, we deal with this in the umpiring world as well. Uh, umpiring when it comes to college and professional baseball, they're looking for more minorities. Okay. There's not if you if you look at uh, college baseball, uh, even professional baseball. If you look at the umpires, very rarely will you see uh, a minority out there calling the game. Uh, so th- this is and this is something big that I have with recruiting young guys to come uh, start working, uh, start umpiring baseballs because one, the pay is really good. It's a great part-time job that uh, everybody likes to make money. Every young person likes to make money. Uh, every young person who, uh, who has a love for the game, it's something that's good for them to, to go and do. Um, but, you know, you, you, you got to show them the ropes. If, if nobody ever shows them the ropes, then nobody, you know, nobody will ever be interested into it. Okay. All right, man. I'm glad you uh you went into the umpires too, cause that was my next question, man. So I definitely appreciate okay. that, Derek. Uh, you you're a great guy, great asset to the game of baseball, man. And we're all blessed to have you here, man. Uh, this has been another episode of for the health of it. Before we get up out of here, Derek, if you want to uh, drop your social media accounts, you can. Please reach out to me. My cell phone number is 
Derek, appreciate you being on, man. Go ahead, I appreciate you, brother. God bless you, man. Yeah.